Dear friends, hello, hello, hello. Today we have a beautiful lady. This lady is my friend and I am so happy to see her. Her name is Yekaterina Baginska. She is art historian and she is, you know, for me a symbol of beauty, a symbol of art, of culture. Being from St. Petersburg, living for a long time in Dubai, she happened to be in Damascus, Syria. Katya, hello. Hi, hi. I'm so happy to see you, Olga. Happy Thank you for inviting. Thank you so much. Happy to see you. Katya, tell me, please, how it's happened that you are such an international person who's so passionate about art, your art historian. I remember that I was at your interesting lectures in Dubai. You happened to be not in St. Petersburg, not in Moscow, not in Dubai, but in a very unexpected place like Damascus, Syria. Um, what are you doing there? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, that's the question I, I receive quite frequently because, uh, as you said, it's not very normal to travel to a country where um, the perception of it that there is war here. And uh, that's why everybody is afraid. I was not because uh, the war is too far and it's, uh, you cannot even say it's a war. But uh, I came here with a... Well, I can say with a mission, it's a bit a too strong word, but in fact, that's how I feel. Um, I lived, I was born in Moscow and I spent 26 years there. Then 14 years in Dubai where I had my art gallery. And then I, when you, when we met, uh, I, I, I lectured a bit. Um, I chose the art historical topics and I talk about them. And, uh, uh, you, you know, I felt that uh, I need to go further. I need to, to help. In Dubai, the uh, the audience was a bit different. The audience that is used to everything. They can get any information from any source. Uh, when there was an option for us, when we discussed with my family, with my husband, where we want to be, we decided to go to Syria but have a, a trial year in St. Petersburg because it was always also my dream to, to live there. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm from Moscow and St. Petersburg there too. <laughs> St. Petersburg is a place of arts, culture, museums. Yes. For you as art historian, I understand it's a dream. It was very important to, if, I mean, I had a chance and I had to use it. And we went there. We spent wonderful one year. Children went to school. I spent time in the museums, Marinsky Theater. You know, it was amazing vacation. But for both of us, for my husband and myself, we realized that uh, we were taking things. And the time came to give something. Uh, you know, I was consuming. Uh, in Dubai, I was consuming uh, physical uh, things, uh, stuff, you know. Uh, buy this, get this new, I don't know, clothes and furniture. In St. Petersburg, I was consuming art uh, in, in the broad meaning and culture, of course. And then, uh, you know, you cannot always take, you have to give. And that's how I felt uh, quite soon, probably at the middle of my stay after six months. And we came to, to Damascus because my husband is Syrian. He's from Damascus. His family is in Damascus. And his brother, younger brother, refused to live in Dubai. He came to us, he visited us, but he didn't feel like uh, he, he didn't feel like being one of them. So he stayed in, in Damascus. And I want my children to get to learn things, to learn different things. 
you know the family values here they're a bit different there we are alone here we are with the family and I thought kids will get what they have to get from the in-laws and I will get the energy of those who are ready to listen to me and uh, the moment I, I came, I started checking what's going on uh, culturally. And I saw, I met the Russian community, of course, because that's the shortcut. <laughs> the Russian Cultural Center was not open uh, last year. Just recently they opened the doors again. And, um, and I managed to get a lesson at, um, that's what I did in Dubai, actually, in the art gallery. Here, I, um, I came to talk to the children about the art that they see in the room. There were some sculptures and some objects, home um, um, you know, the lamps and some, some other beautiful items for the house, but made by the artist. And uh, there were around 15 children of different ages, from 5 till uh, probably 12. And, and I asked questions about what they see. And I was shocked to hear that they constantly in the you know the artworks made uh, made of wood there's some you know beautiful things they constantly saw disruption um, ruins blood when they saw red color red color is associated with blood and and these are the kids the kids uh, who spoke uh, some of them speak russian others no there was translation for me the uh, some uh, some ladies uh, translated for me and when you hear that during 45 minutes, that was approximately the duration of the lesson, uh, because we were, you know, talking. I, I wanted to, um, to wake up their imagination, to have some creativity in them that is sleeping, probably, to, to go out and think about it. I gave them some uh, Piet Mondrian uh, illustrations just to show them that, look, art uh, exists in different forms, and uh, the artists borrow from other things, because my lectures, my, not lectures, actually, lessons, they're not only for, uh, to, to, to talk about what they see, but also to broaden their mind, to broaden the horizon, to, to learn. Katya, so you're saying that the kids in Syria, when you were talking about arts, they saw blood and war just because that their imagination and that they get used to the war and disruption so that they cannot imagine something else, yeah? That's the, that's the point, exactly. They were born during the war. They saw the bombs. They saw they were hiding when there was something coming on their heads. Uh, some of them came from the areas where it was really severe. If Damascus, let's say, because my family lived in Damascus all the time, uh, my mother-in-law, father-in-law, they, they, they saw a little bit less because they were more in a secure place. But other children, I talked to the ladies, to moms, you know, they didn't see anything. They were just hiding and, I mean, horrible things, okay? I'm not, <laughs> otherwise I'll start crying immediately. So, during that lesson, it, it was a wake-up call. I realized that they need something else. And uh, after the lesson, mom started coming to me and they were thanking me for giving the chance to the children to think about something else. I felt that that's it, that's the place to be, that's where I can be in need with my knowledge, with my education, with my background, with my uh, experience, I can really give. And then my second step was to go to the museum, uh, National Museum. I talked to the director of the museum, I talked to the director of the, all the museums in the country 
and they kind of welcomed my idea of having the educational programs for the uh, based in, in the museum, the National Museum of Damascus. Katya, you know, it sounds like surrealistic, like the movie that a beautiful blonde girl from Moscow living in a luxury life in a, like a princess, as you say, consuming beautiful things, brands. Um, after living in St. Petersburg, you decided to go to Damascus, to Syria, to teach children and to give them knowledge of arts. Uh, uh, do you, are you afraid? Are you feel you are different? How, how people, um, because I know that there is a lot of politics in this country as in the world, how people accept you? Uh, very warm. I got really very warm welcome. Now, since uh, the Russian Cultural Center was open in June, I, I met the, the employees there. They're very happy to have an art historian in their, in their group. So I can, um, you, you know, since they like Russians, you know, whenever I go, they're like, wow, wow, wow. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I get, the feedback, you know. No, no matter what I do, it's just because of me, as me, uh, as my passport. So that's the attitude I uh, faced. Probably there are, of course, those who are against, but I, I didn't see them. Uh, and when they know that I do this and I do that, and I know that here, art uh, education, art history, let's say, history, yeah, from that perspective, is not very strong. They don't focus on it. They don't promote it. They have, they walk on the ancient stones and they don't care. And my mission is to educate not only the children, because I also, um, I went to, I talked to the dean of uh, the Faculty of Arts in the Damascus University. I want to teach art history. Uh, so children is one, uh, one thing, one part of what I'm planning to do. And of course it's free. Yeah, I'm not going to charge for it. Uh, I also want to develop professionally because uh, I want to, you know, improve myself, of course, to know because I researched on the um, early uh, late Roman and early Christian mosaics in the country. Now I'm preparing for the conference. Uh, I will talk about the frescoes of the church in Markup Castle. Markup Castle is the medieval uh, uh, construction, the castle, actually. Uh, but there is a church that has frescoes, so I'm going to talk about the iconography of it. And uh, so that's my personal development. I cannot stop, you know, just doing only this. I need something else. And that's how I'm going to balance by getting something and giving back, giving to the children, as I explained, and giving to adults, uh, the students. They are almost, yeah, they're adults. Um, well, uh, it was no, before... This is uh, very uh, unusual because most of the people and even the experts who talk on Hidden Hero platform, uh, of course, we talk a lot about money, how to monetize their talent, how to monetize, how to earn money for their company, how to make business out of that. For you, you're a completely different person. You're speaking a lot about giving, giving your knowledge, sharing your experience. Is it... You think, uh, is it possible? Because uh, Ekaterina Baginskaya herself is already a brand. You're known in Dubai. People remember about your lectures. They know your gallery. And, um, you know, even I think in Syria, many people now know you and you start building your brand there. Do you think it is possible to build a brand uh, without 
being monetized or you are like a fairy you're like coming no like no angel. <laughs> look i think that i can give at this point because i i i have someone i can depend on i can rely on not exactly depend but rely uh, this is my husband who is uh you know who who has who, who earns and uh, also because i worked for so many years and in commercial uh, organizations and for many years the money was the the first thing i needed but since i crossed that point when uh, i have everything i need what else can i dream of dior bag for $10,000 not really and you know i have reached that point when Look, I can go for less. Like the conditions of living here are slightly different than in Dubai. Our house in Dubai was, you know, is still there. But I'm fine. Since I have hot water, I have electricity. Well, not continuously, but still. And I have, uh, the winter is warm. There is a, a heating system. So that is what I need. Uh, there is a car as well. I can drive if I need to. That's it. That's what... Okay, food is provided by my mother-in-law, who is so generous. She, she, either she invites us to lunch or, I, uh, or she sends with uh, my husband to me to eat at home. So I'm, uh, I'm like uh, living in paradise. I'm not alone here, you know. There is everyone supporting me. So I can do what I really feel like doing. And, you know, I didn't... Um, in fact, I should mention one more thing. Uh, so my... I have three... Um, huge pro projects. As I said, two I mentioned already, uh, lecturing at university and uh, with the children. And I also started very recently, a few months ago, I started my blog in Instagram. And uh, the blog is called Katerina in Syria. That's where I show Syria through the eyes of an art historian. Which means there is no war, no economic, uh, I mean, description of the situation, uh, nothing negative. I don't show the poverty. Definitely it exists and uh, there are beggars in the streets. Everything, I mean, this is the country that suffers. Until now it suffers. Although I can see the improvements, but still with sanctions it's not very easy to, to go, you know, to jump high. Uh, but in my blog, I focus on positive things. Positive, uh, something that interests me. And what interests me? The museum, the library in the museum, the uh, sightseeings, the, uh, you know, communication with people who, are, uh, who love the country, who, who have some positive... Uh, uh, you know, uh, impression of the future. Even, I mean, they, they suffer, but uh, they still believe that there is future. And I want to be, and I'm surrounded by such people, you know. And I show this to the Russian-speaking audience because my blog is in Russian. And I get a lot of compliments. A lot of people thank me for, for showing something that nobody else shows. Because these are not just beautiful pictures. This is so beautiful, Katya. I follow your blog and really it's like unknown Syria. Because if you hear the word Syria, you expect to hear war, ruins, bombs. But when you see that beautiful places and that you are looking beautiful, that means that you are happy there. 
you, you even want to go there, you want to explore, because it is one of the greatest civilizations known for its, um, know, known for its universities, known for its doctors, for medical system. Yes. It's very ancient and there is beautiful part of it that we don't know and the country can be proud about. And I'm very happy that you're doing that. As my last question for you, um, uh, what you can recommend to people who are so much obsessed with this money earning? How is it possible to be different? And the question number two, sorry to put them together, is it possible through your stories to help these kids who, are, who saw only the war? Is it possible to cure that by what you're doing? What do you think? Um, uh, so uh, those who are obsessed about money, I don't think they can easily change the mind. It is the stages in life, I guess. At least it happened to me uh, this way. When at certain point, uh, I was only thinking how to earn more because my, my needs were not satisfied. I didn't have enough to travel, so I need to earn more to travel, to be able to travel. I, I wanted my own house, so I, I, I earned to, to get it. As soon as the needs are satisfied, then people can think of giving. I, I feel that it's very hard to do otherwise because if you suffer yourself, how can you help others? Yeah. You know, so that is uh, just my uh, opinion. And uh, your second question, what was it? <laughs> to cure people who suffered during the war uh, yes. by stories, by showing something, is it possible, you think, to eliminate it? I am 100% sure. Otherwise, I would not do what I do. Because uh, we have, I have a chance to travel, and I lived in so many places, and I saw the world. These people here, they don't see the world. So they can see it through the internet and etc etc or if they like me they will see it through my eyes and my eyes are art and they will develop something different you know something that they don't get from school they don't show them uh, that uh, they don't learn uh, art uh, history at school uh, they don't uh, show them the um, the um, are, are the sites which are so important for, for us, which we know they are, wow. For them, this is just a regular thing that they, they can take coffee and sit on the old stone and, you know, talk to each other. So at schools, they don't focus on it. They probably have it as the, in the curriculum, but they don't focus. And I want them to see the beauty in their own country. Since they cannot, have any other, they cannot see any other beauty, and that's fine. Uh, at certain stage, they might travel as well, and then they they will de develop uh, their own personal, uh, you know, preferences. But if I can give them a little bit, and that lesson prove that I can, uh, then I will be so happy because after each lesson, I feel very warm inside. You know, it's uh, that the money will will never buy this feeling. Uh, the feeling of fulfillment, the feeling of, uh, you know, the positive energy that comes. Even in that particular moment, I was, I sat in the car and I started crying after the lesson because some of the some of the answers uh, I received while discussing, uh, I could not really react. I, I realized that I have nothing to say. They saw more than me. They know more than me. At seven, eight, nine years old, they saw something that. A normal uh, European or uh, 
the uh, the Gulf, those who live in the Gulf, they cannot even imagine just the TV and we normally switch to other channels. We don't watch, you know, when you see something bloody around. So I feel that uh, it can be... Uh, it can be very helpful, and that's why I'm here. Katya, you know, uh, our uh, blog and our program is called Hidden Hero. And, of course, all our guests, they are very precious. But, you know, I will say that you are the one who is real hidden hero, and you're a real hero, but what you are doing, I'm grateful. I'm happy that we are from the same country. I'm very proud of what you are doing. And I want you and your family to be healthy. I want you to have power to continue what you are doing. And I'm very, very proud of you. I'm very oh, proud of what you are doing. This is a big honor for me to know you. And I'll be happy. And my program and my team will be happy to highlight what you're doing. So let the world know. And more and more people who can support you to grow this movement of education, art, art history, uh, and something beautiful. Thank you so much for being Thank with you us. Very much. And uh, Thank I miss you a lot, and I hope to see you soon. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very Thank much. Bye bye.